strap up. Today's going to be one of those days. One of those days. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And if you have the free Odyssey app, well, the podcast, it don't cost you nothing. I have a few friends that are quote-unquote conservative. And they live in a world of it all falling apart. The most pessimistic outcome imaginable. And they're quite satisfied with this. They're quite happy to point out that there's none of this and there's no way of that and all this other stuff. We tend to look on the dark side of life. And we don't demotivate our people with this. We demotivate our friends. We need morale and motivation. And I know why the Republicans often go to the doom and gloom thing. Because they, they know, you know, they believe that man has fallen. So this means that whatever bad can happen, it's going to happen. And the problem is that there's just too many people in the way of the worst case scenario. It can, but it's rare. There's no such thing as a total defeat. Most of the time it's a setback instead of a permanent failure because nothing lasts forever. Dooming fetishes the inability to succeed. And I have one question for those of you that are dooming today. Do you believe the country is done? Do you believe that there's no way out of this? Do you really believe that? Because if you do, I think you should just, you know, disengage and try to live the best life you can. Because you're not edgy. You're not making the hard choice. Being cynical is, uh, is, is, is tiresome. When I, with, with some of the conversations I have, I'll give some sort of a hint, uh, you know, some sort of a gleam of success that they can latch on to. But then they always turn it around because the circular argument always works. Well, then this will happen. Well, then this will happen. Now, it is true that if you're in a, some sort of a physical operation, you have to count on things going sideways and you have to be ready to deal with that. Plan B, C, D, E. But the fact is that things don't always go to hell. And even when they're bad, they're not as bad as what they seem. And right now, while all of us are so fixated on, oh, well, they're saying Trump can't win, and oh, they're saying this is, and they're going to steer the election, and oh, the, yeah, while we're doing this, we forget that the other side has their own problems. We're facing a bunch of narcissistic halfwits. Oh, they think they're very, very, very intelligent, but they're not. We're not fighting a bunch of Darth Vaders. We're fighting a bunch of pronoun-obsessed dorks. We're fighting people that can't do a push-up. And all the while, we got 560 million guns in the United States. 
possibly 160 million plus gun owners in the United States. So my money's on us. Some of you are going to go to social media and you should never go to social media for your news. And what you're going to see from the conservatives is a whale. This is going to be stolen. This is going to be taken. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to cheat and lie and steal. They won't let us win. We can't win. We're doomed. So let's play the game. So the Democrats are going to cheat their way to victory in 2024, and there's nothing we can do about it. Now we need to understand that the last election was fundamentally unfair, but more importantly, we need to understand why. We know there was fraud in 2020. We just don't know how much, but the bigger problem was the unlawful manipulation of voting laws and the rigging. And none of that means we can never win. It means nothing like that. It just means that we need to pay attention every time and we need to incorporate the perfidy of our opponents into every operational planning assumption we make. We need to plan on them cheating. And then we got to beat them anyway. Is there going to be some kind of fraud? You betcha. But unlike the nonsense of the Nimrods with their cracking promises and their kooky accusations, fraud is not about millions and millions of votes suddenly appearing from nowhere. It plays out in very, 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 very close races in a very dense blue area. You can get away with cheating at the margins, but you can't do it massively and not get caught. So we don't have to pay attention to the big picture. We have to look at the margins. Because that's where the fraud comes into play. And as for the legal shenanigans, well... You know, the Republican, the GOP reinstalled Rona McDaniel, who has lost everything she's been involved in. And Trump decided that he wanted her and he got her. And don't tell me he didn't because, you know, his staff personally whipped votes for her at the convention. And I, I do understand the suspicion about conservative organizations because they rarely conserve. But there are a lot of smart people out there doing some smart things. And while the heads of our organizations haven't performed, there's some that are on the outside that are trying to. And those people get it. They want to win. And the other ones, the regime media is always going to be against us. And the regime media is, it has about as much credibility left among Americans as that guy coming to your door with the magic elixir. We have our own media now. We have the power to hurt institutions who hurt us. Bud Light, anybody? We're about to do that again. The Republican Party does everything in their possible, possible, you know, in their in their power. I, I know to to whip up the doom, but the corruption investigators have done a very good job. We've got a House Oversight Committee that is dripping all sorts of evidence against President Biden and his scumbag crime family. Have a little patience. We're trying to snatch something back from a very incremental crawl. So are we doomed to inevitable? And let's look at the text line. Uh, let's see. I want... Really, they got caught before Biden was sworn in. What's going to be different this time? I don't hear how the Republicans are going to combat it. Then quit! 
you're going to doom, then quit. I don't understand it. I don't understand how, you know what? Uh, when I went to the Roop the other day, I walked down this hall. Nobody in that hall is alive today. Some of them would have died due to, uh, to old age if they had if they'd managed not to be killed in combat. But every single one of them killed, got killed in combat. People out there gave their lives for this country. Are we going to squander that? And are we going to doom ourselves into saying, well, that was great, but that is then and this is now. Are we going to squander that? And that doesn't mean there's no reason for concern. But dooming, getting out here and throwing in the towel, that's weak. You are trying to relieve yourself of the responsibility for success or failure. If by some, by some notion we were managed to win, you're going to take credit for it. If we don't, well, you're going to say it was stolen. Either way, you're proven right or you're proven wrong, and it doesn't matter because you've doomed your way out there. And in the meantime, those of us that are really trying to do something, we have to deal with you. We do have to be clear about the outcomes. We do have to be realistic with our expectations. And we do have to get out there and we have to be very attentive. Avoiding defeat is how you win. And crying that you can never win is how you help the enemy win. I shouldn't have had to, I, I shouldn't have had to say any of that. Shouldn't have had to. Guess what? Pretty soon, your stores aren't going to be getting anything. That's not doom. That's the Green New Deal. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Bill, another bill, another bill in Taylor's. I always like it when I run into a hey. bill. Those are very low, very down to earth fellows. What can I do for you, Bill? Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Hold on. Well, yeah, I can. I'm on my, I'm on my car phone. So should I switch to my regular phone? Why, you should switch to whichever one works best for you to where we can have a quick conversation, Bill. Uh, very very quickly. Um, okay. I, I listen to you, and I listen to Tara pretty much every day. Yes. And uh, a lot of the things that <clears throat> you guys are talking about are obviously uh, significant issues in our country. As an example, this morning she made the statement that uh, our good president had signed some type of bill or whatever to stop the shipment of uh, liquid natural gas by train. Uh, you know, if that is true, as as a, as just a lowly citizen, what can I do about that, or should I even be concerned about it? Well, of course, you should be concerned about it, and you you have to do. The unsexy stuff. You got to call your representative. You got to call your senator. You need to call your state representatives as well and make sure that they know that you're against this because what's going to happen in the end, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to come down to the states. The states are going to have to put a stop to this. I mean, they're going to have to put a stop to the centralized government. There's enough of them to do it. Okay. But, 
but it, it does take a degree of and on the on the other side you know you could do like me and make certain preparations for certain kinetic actions in case that becomes a thing as well and just you know dot your i's cross your t's and, and stay engaged got it uh what what is your opinion of this uh, this promotional marketing process to try to uh, bring forth a convention of states? You you mean what uh, Gavin Newsom's trying to do? No, uh, there, there's a organization called COS, right? And they and they send out periodically send out requests for money, and uh, supposedly at this stage we have like. 28 or something states that are willing to, uh, you know, have a convention, but it takes, what, 35 or something like that? 36 or 38, I can't remember the number, but it takes a takes a majority. Yeah. Do you think that'll ever happen? Um, you know what I would do? I, I would pay attention to how many states get permitless carry. That's a very good uh, sort of barometer. Right now there's 27 states that have permitless carry, right? Okay. And I know okay. that everybody's like, well, you know, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a one, that's a one, that's a one issue niche. Anybody, any politician that'll look you in the eye and say, I don't care if you carry a gun. That's a pretty conservative dude. He's probably very fiscally conservative, socially conservative. When they have that kind of thing in place, they're probably a pretty good state to live in. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Last but do, do I think do, do I think it'll ever happen? I I, I don't know when, but I, I think in some points uh, the way we're going, that may be a, a, a you know a hail mary. But yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Last quick question: uh, with the 2024 election process, uh, the the states that were in question, the four or five states at the end of the 20 election and so on, right? Uh, obviously had some issues going on have those been corrected enough that we can be confident that there are going to be fair elections in those states as well i know that some of those states have taken action against their uh all of that occurred because of the secretaries of state uh there was a guy named elias that got into a car as soon as trump won the election he started going out there politicking over the course of years that put this thing together then when COVID happened, and you notice they want to make COVID a thing again now. When COVID happened oh. and they could get the mail-in voting thing going, well, yeah. and then with the mail-in voting and the and the and the ballot ballot manufacturing and stopping the counting in the middle of the night, I'm sure there's a lot of things that have been corrected. I don't know in detail, but since everybody's yeah. sort of aware of it, I, I think that's probably not going to be th- something they can try again. Hope so. I hope so. Thanks, Bill. Keep going, keep going strong. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You know, in in in, uh, I understand the concerns. I get it. I do. But I mean, um, here's the thing. And listen, for the very longest time, as much as I talk about being a veteran, before I went to the Roop last week, uh, that was the first time I'd been around that many military person. Well, I'd been to the American Legion a week week or two before that. I've been getting around military personnel again, and I'm beginning to feel the vibe again. And here's the vibe. Um, the vibe is that we just don't give up. And if, you, if you're if you out there and you believe that there's, you, you truly believe it and everything, I, I understand it, I respect it, I wish you'd get out of my way. I do. Bill, how concerned are you with BRICS and the movement to kill the petrodollar? China and Russia seem determined to get other countries on board and take us down. Would this work? 
Uh, it will work as if, if they can do it really fast and everything while Biden is president, it'll work quite well. But the problem with that is this. We don't need, if, if we get in here and we start our, start our, uh, our energy production back up, which could be done tomorrow with it. As soon as, as soon as somebody beats Biden, it can be done. If we were to do that, then we wake up one morning and we can do all of our production here. We can we can pull everything back. <clears throat> There's nothing that locks the industries and the foreign countries they're in. We don't need the rest of the world, but uh, you know, I, I I know you're concerned with that and everything. And I don't know if the if they want to exist without America, that's fine. I got no issue with that. So. The BRICs want to try to do a lot of things, but I mean, there's 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 certain constraints on there. There's certain things that are plausible, and there's certain things that are not. A president is a temporary situation. The president at, with Trump, we found out one thing about about government with Trump. Uh, the bureaucracy is the problem, and the reason they're so petrified of Trump is because Trump now. Has been let's see he's been he was president where they went after him for four years and now he's been not the president they've been going after him the whole time they went after him as soon as he came down the down the escalator they know if he gets into the office again he's going to wade right through them because he's not going to go after the heads of the DOJ he's not going to go after the head of the FBI he's going to go after the bureaucrats he's going to go after the bureaucrats so. We got two choices here. We can try to take it, take America back civically, which somebody in text text just got it, and uh, the rest of it is uh, rest of it is a little more heavy-handed, shall we say? <laughs> which nobody in their right mind should want. I have one friend that thinks we should be in the streets, getting kinetic right now. We should be revolting. Right now. And uh, that's what people that have never had to do that want. That is that, that is significantly different than what they portray it to be. Nobody should ever want that. And, you know, if you ask any guy who's actually had to, to exist in that sort of an environment, he would tell you that. He'd be, would he go do it again? Sure, if he has to. Does he want to? No. Isn't there some other way we could do it? We, we can't. Oh, well. Now we'll get down to that trucker thing when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. All right. One other, besides having good morale and good motivation, the other thing that makes us what we are is trucking, transportation, and Joe Biden, the, his his little administration, which uh, you know they're run by that's a bunch of bureaucrats. When Biden's out there, Biden's not doing any of this stuff. He he's not in charge of nothing. But they finalized plans for a program to further reduce air pollution after we've already reduced it more than anybody else on the planet. 
And, uh, well, what they want to do is they want to reduce emissions of nitrogen oxides and other pollutants. Why don't they just get out there and say, we don't want there to be any emissions at all? Now, here's the problem. 95% of the trucking companies that make up the industry are small business operating 10 or fewer trucks. And therein lies the problem because these small businesses can't do this kind of retrofitting or, you know, they, they just don't have the budget. There's a guy, what's this guy's name? I can't, can't find his name. What is his name? Anyway, he's a vice president of uh, JKC Trucking. He believes that by complying with the EPA's clean energy mandates, that many small trucking companies will be pushed out of business. That will take... See, you, you, you see a big trucking company, right? And you see them going down the road. What you don't see is what's on their yard. They probably have five or six trucks that are being worked on at any given time at the best of times. So their operational readiness, as they would call it, it, it there's a percentage of them that aren't running at certain given times. When you take a trucking company that has like 10 trucks out there, then when, they, when they're out of the business, then all of a sudden that gets tighter. JKC Trucking is Chicago's largest specialty contract carrier for climate-controlled and dry freight loads specializing uh, in less than a truckload of shipments for customers with one box, one pallet, or half a truck to ship from the Midwest to California. Now, the EPA says it's going to cost between $2,500 and $8,300 per vehicle. But according to the truckers, that is more like a $42,000 increase per truck. The associated cost of this will reach $55 billion over the cost of the program. And with a new clean diesel long haul tractor, you're looking at $180,000, $200,000 a drop. Now, a comparable battery electric tractor costs $480,000, which is about $300,000 more. And it's cost prohibitive for most of these guys operating these little truckers. Thank you. JKC Trucking Vice President and Co-Owner Mike Kucharski. Why didn't I see that? How come I didn't see that? Now, then comes the next problem. How much these things weigh? All of you have seen <laughs> these trucks that have to drive across the scales, right? They have to drive across the scales. And then they get charged based on that. Well... The battery on one of these battery-operated, uh, you know, haul, hauling tractor trucks, whatever you want to call it, that weighs 8,000 pounds. The battery, 8,000 pounds. So that means they'll have to reduce their load by 8,000 pounds unless they change the whole weigh system. The, and on the text line, I get, get also get uh, the current DEF system is already causing maintenance costs to skyrocket. Absolutely. Now, a senator out of Nebraska proposed a resolution that would have blocked this mandate and passed the Senate in April and the House in May. But Biden killed it with a veto to kill the resolution. In July, a bipartisan group in Congress sent a letter to the EPA expressing similar concerns about the regulations. They're always pushing more and more regulations on us. It's harder to do our job now, according to Mr. Kucharski. 
He said these are not practical regulations. Number one, cost. Two, infrastructure. We're not ready for the infrastructure. Three, the testing of the data. They're just doing the testing on these trucks right now. I really haven't even driven an electric truck or seen one in person. Range. Where are the charging stations going to be for these things? We don't even have enough charging stations for the cars. To charge an electric truck takes 10 hours. And then it might go between 150 and 300 miles. A vehicle running fuel, running diesel, has a range of 1,600 to 1,800 miles because they can hold 300 gallons. So, from L, I mean, most of these guys, these long hauls. So, if you have a range of 300 miles and you're going from Illinois to Chicago or Illinois to LA, for example, the West Coast, uh, this is just going to increase the time it takes. It's going to increase. It's going to increase the cost it takes. I mean, if they drive one for 300 miles and it is completely drained, and then they have to wait 10 hours to charge it to drive another 300 miles. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where this is going? Now, let's just for a minute forget the fact that, okay, well, for some of us, our our regular things will not be coming to us as fast as we thought. What about food? What about driving a vehicle. What kind of electric, how are they going to run the refrigerated trailers? Because those run on diesel too. They're going to have to completely redesign that. And then the refrigerated trailer, is that going to have a separate charge? Is it going to have a separate battery? It's mind-numbing how stupid some of this stuff, you know, some of the things they're doing. Electric vehicles are also subject to weather. Cold weather means they don't have nearly the, uh, you know, they don't have nearly the range. But the food supply, right now, as it sits, right now today, it's super thin. So And, they, and that's by design. But if all trucking stopped today, in two days we're out of food. Then what? What's the backup for when the electric trucks fail? What's the backup for that? So, <laughs> we, we should be sitting down with the lawmakers right now and saying, these laws that you guys are making ain't cutting it. We, you guys need to get out front and run a little interference. Go watch a football game. Those guys on the front line, they're called blockers. Be the blocker. Good Lord. We've got a narrative out there right now that everybody's pushing, and guessing what? guess what? It is killing us. It's killing us. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Truth. What is truth? You ever ask yourself that? GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcast available on the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. The truth, unfortunately, 
is always based on who's in power. They determine what is the truth. And right now, the truth has been politicized. So, coming up against you, because all you want is the public good, there's been a war declared against you and the public good. Something is either true or not, and whether that truth helps or hurts someone politically should play no part in making accurate information available to the public, but it does. If you have a, and listen, you should never, ever, ever, ever have, you should never idolize these politicians. You should never do that because one day when you expect them to fall on the sword, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. How many times have you expected that to happen and it hasn't happened? And that's because of greed and the lust for power and the fact that these people that we install in government, they're just human. They have the same frailty that we all have, the same weakness. Journalism. There was a time when journalism was to look for the truth. They saw themselves as activists. They were warriors. They had a duty to color and ignore or even hide the truth if doing so helps advance its desired objective like cleansing the human race of all the social ills and saving the planet of getting their preferred candidate into a position of power. That's where they've gone now. So instead of you getting the truth, you get the narrative. Now, let's, let's, let's look at the narrative. And, and one of the narratives uh, that they push is one of the ones that is the most egregious in my, in my opinion. While we sit back and every time there's this fake outrage if a white police officer kills a black perpetrator, we get out there and we call this white supremacy. We call this, uh, we call this systemic racism. When in fact... Statistically speaking, which statistics don't lie, they're not, they, they don't have any hate in them, they don't have any racism in them. Um, we know that half of the people killing people are black, and we know that half the people getting killed are black. This is because of gang warfare, because we've allowed it to happen. Those local governments have allowed it to happen. And by focusing on that white supremacy false flag, None of the real stuff is actually faced. And America's black American community suffers for it. And that's what makes it egregious, because in America there should be no faction suffering at all due to government. Then there's homelessness. And, you know, you get out there and they say, well, you know, involuntary commitment for the seriously mentally ill is not compassionate. Well, you know, here's the thing. For the people that are seriously mentally ill, they don't really understand what reality is at the moment. They might be able to be treated and get gotten into that position where they do understand what reality is. But in the meantime, they are a danger to us. But instead, and we've been doing it forever, we've spent $22 trillion on this, they think that poverty can be remediated with taxation. Just throw some money at it. You can decriminalize drug abuse, and then that will contain it. You can actually decide on an injection zone and then subsidize that. And being able to live where you want to live, even if it's on a sidewalk, 
surrounded by your own feces that's also keeping you warm at night, that is somehow a matter of dignity. And where they allow this stuff, this kind of thing is exploding. San Francisco, L.A., Portland, Oregon, Seattle. The people that actually live in dwellings are just moving up. They're, they're moving out of there. They're fed up with the violence. They're fed up with the feces. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, once again, just like the black American community in the inner city, these gangs, that are these are just people that are being consigned to death. So, too, are these people that are homeless and drug addicted. How many of those lives are being lost or destroyed? Simply so we can continue on with the narrative. Everything that theft does, they destroy. Everything they touch dies. It's like spraying a beautiful plant, an award-winning orchid, for example, with some battery acid. They're the battery acid. That's what the left does. They kill everything they touch. When you have an enemy of the truth, they are the enemy of the people at large. And if your job description, by the way, includes the pursuit of truth, includes telling the public the truth, well, those people that actually do that, they deserve our thanks. Because their job is even more difficult than it used to be. Everybody else? Well, there's a, there's a special place waiting for you, friends. Pack for it. Because when you go, you're going one way. They're talking about a gun registry, but it's not just about guns. It's about personal property. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.